You are now listening to a Los Wise Guys production. What's up, guys, and welcome to your weekly wisdom on the Los Wise Guys podcast, where we reflect on various topics for your amusement. If you like what you hear, follow us on social media, and remember to like, subscribe, and share the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Rudy Cardona, accompanied by the anti-socialist himself, Daniel Rosado. How you doing, Dan? It lagged. I'm guessing it lagged. My bad, guys. It's all good. How you doing, Dan? (laughs) It's all good. Uh, What's up? I'm here. I'm tired. I need a nap. (laughs) <laughs> and the architect himself, Eslam, how you doing, Eslam? What's up, guys? Don't forget to pray. <laughs> um, yeah, how's it going? Uh, welcome to another episode. And uh, Rudy got some Hall of Fame shit to talk to us about. What you got, Rudy? So, uh, as as many of you know, or many of you don't know, uh, sometimes I bring that NFL news going on, right? And it's pretty a pretty special week. So, it's the 2018 enshrinement of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, and of this, there's total of eight individuals that are going to be going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, you've got Robert Brazel, Bobby Bethard, Jerry Kramer, and then the next few names are kind of big names that have been in the spotlight ever since I was kind of born. You've got Brian Erlacher. He was a star run, a star linebacker for the Chicago Bears. Really big guy, known for his hard-hitting ability. You've got Randy Moss, possibly one of the top five, if not some people argue is the greatest wide receiver of all time. Uh, so good that people, you know, say you get mossed if someone kind of catches the ball over you and makes you look like a pathetic piece of shit. Uh, you've got Brian Dawkins, who is the hard-hitting safety from the Eagles. He's going in there that, this year, so that's an extremely happy moment um, for me, especially because we won the Super Bowl. So the fact that Brian Dawkins, and he was part of the organizational structure, so he actually got a Super Bowl ring as far as being a part of the organization, and he gets to go in the Hall of Fame, so it's kind of a, a double special moment for him. You've got Ray Lewis. I don't think that man needs any introduction, just one of the best linebackers of all time, spent his entire career with the Baltimore Ravens. And then you've got the controversy surrounding uh, T.O., Terrell Owens. Um, yeah, yeah, that's we're, we're going to get into that. Before I do that, though, uh, before I get into this, because this is going to be the main topic for the show, I just want to mention that uh, Johnny Manziel went to the Canadian Football League to go play some uh, play his first game with the Montreal Alouettes, and uh, he threw four interceptions. I'm sorry. Threw four interceptions Hold in on the first. Second. What happened? Canada has a football league? Yep. Yep, Holy they do. Shit. Canadian uh, football has uh, been around for forever. So. Jesus yeah. Christ, those Canadians. Yep, Jesus Christ, those Canadians. When <laughs> yeah, the, did they get a football league? Many years yeah, it's, before it's, it's you were going on for a while. <laughs> God damn, they snuck it under my nose. Shit. They snuck it under your nose, behind yep. your skeptical eyes. Yeah, that's crazy. They're good. They're getting better. Watch out for Canada, guys. No, they're not getting better. That league is actually pretty bad. That league is uh, is, is really bad. <laughs> um... Well, yeah, I mean, the you know, the Canadian Football League is actually like a lot of people that don't make it in the actual NFL end up going to the Canadian Football League mm-hmm. so that that way <clears throat> they can, you know, I guess, show off their skills, gain some popularity and then get closer, you know, to their opportunity to get back into the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what Johnny Manziel is going through. The man went through a lot of drug issues, went through a lot of uh, a lot of problems. And he got he didn't really get kicked out of the NFL, but no one wanted to take him on as a teammate. So he told himself that he was going to go to the uh, Canadian Football League and show up and show out and prove to these other teams that, you know, it's not a mistake for him to be in the NFL. And uh, he threw four interceptions in the first half. They lost that game 50 to 11. Holy I don't shit, know. 50 to 11? 50 to 11. I've never. I did like me playing playing against Eslam in a yeah, football game. Yeah, it was like game. what a hundred to seven or three. Something like to that. Three, I think. Yeah. What? I did. Yeah. We played blitz the league against yeah, each other. Yeah. Dan fucking raped the shit out of me. Um, was that what you did, Dan? Yeah. Well, I, I will not confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah. No, he destroyed me. Um, I think I only was able to put in one field goal, which I got the three points, and yeah. then I was never even to come in his. Um, I was never to go anywhere near his, uh, what is it called? 
Just anything. You couldn't get near anything. That's that was the problem. The end zone. There it goes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I injured your team. Then your bench came out and I injured them. Then your starters had to come back out injured. Yeah. That I just kept fantastic. hurting. I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah. No. Apparently, no, it, it is. is. But yeah, so like that's one of the things, right? So Johnny Manziel is getting an opportunity in the Canadian Football League. He actually was cut by another team about a week ago, about a week ago, and then uh, and then he got signed by the Montreal Alouettes and pretty much started that game. And he threw four interceptions in the first game, and he's just looking really bad. So I don't know if they're gonna give him another shot. Uh, and this ain't looking good. This ain't looking good for Johnny Football. Um, nah, well, I mean, he sucks so bad. And oh, he's he Johnny to Football. And sucked even worse. Yeah, Dan, that's Johnny Football. So he's the guy who stole the name from Johnny Wrestling. I don't know who Johnny Wrestling is, Dan. How that's would you Johnny, tell us who Johnny, Johnny Wrestling is? Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano, or sometimes pronounced as Gargano, is Johnny Wrestling. One of the best Italian. wrestlers on NXT should be coming up to uh, the main roster soon. Johnny Gargano. Sounds uh, Italian. Is he Italian? Probably. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't understand how he took the name. He he said something. He put whatever his profession is after his job. The only difference, it sounds like this Johnny football is not talented enough to earn that name. So is, uh, is Johnny, Johnny Wrestling is. Johnny Wrestling is okay. All right, I'll I'll, I'll be the judge of that. I'll, I'll, I'll keep you my don't watch wrestling. How can you judge? I that? will keep my ear to the ground on Johnny. Keep his skeptical ear to the ground. There kept my keep my skeptical ear and my uh my uh, precious nose mm-hmm. on the on the floors mm-hmm. of the St. Pedro River. No, you don't want to get your precious nose dirty. So be careful there. <laughs> yep. So the Hall of Fame, right? So to me, this is a, I I honestly I'm gonna be real honest. I thought I missed it. Uh, the Hall of Fame game is on a Thursday. For some reason, I thought the Hall of Fame game and the Hall of Fame coincided with each other, hence the names. But what ends up happening is that the Hall of Fame game is on a Thursday. The Hall of Fame runs on the Saturday following it. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I missed it. When I found that I didn't, I felt extremely happy because, like I said, Brian Dawkins is in there. I want to get an opportunity to see him there. I saw the clip of him getting the jacket because at the Hall of Fame game, they actually bring them out, introduce them to the crowd, and they give them their gold jackets. When you go to the ceremony, that's when you get your your bus. Is it is it bust, Dan, or is it bus? Like the bust. the bust. So that's when they get to really get their bus. That's going to be with the at, T, a bus. yeah yeah. That's what it's, bust. That's when they get their bus. That's going to be at Canton, Ohio. So it's actually the likeness of them. So they're going to go up. They're going to give their speeches. They're going to thank the people they talk about. They're going to talk about their their lives, their history, things like that. And then they're going to get their bust, and then that's what's going to go into Canton. I still have not gone to Canton, Ohio myself to see the Hall of Fame. That is definitely on my bucket list of things to do. That's but, where it's uh, located? Yeah, it's located in Canton. So yeah. that's if you ever want to take a road trip and you end up going to Ohio, I would suggest going to the Canton, Ohio Hall of Fame of football and definitely check that out. So is there a reason why it's in Ohio? Um... I'm sure there is a uh, Canton Canton SS. I, I have I don't know the uh, the the perfect uh, details for it, but I've got to believe that that is probably one of the starting areas of where the National Football League or the conferences began before they became the NFL. Okay. So I think that that's kind of where they decided to settle on it. Um, and yeah, I mean, whenever they refer to Canton, it's like you're always talking about the Hall of Fame when it comes to that. Hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, what I mean, like. Just going down this list, uh, I, I got to believe that people, a lot of people aren't going to really talk too much about the individuals that came uh, before, like, the 90s. Like, Brian Bethard, he he was playing in the 70s. So, a lot of people don't really, unless you're an old football fan, you can't really gain a, a connection with these these people because you didn't get to see them. You know what I mean? Unless you're, unless you're that, unless you're older. Um but yeah, I mean, you got him, Robert Brazel. Robert Brazel was also in the seventy-five to eighty-four range with the Houston Oilers. Uh, Brian Dawkins from the Philadelphia Eagles, nine-time Pro Bowler, All-Pro, All-NFC five times. In addition to being named NFL's All-Decade Team in two thousands, uh, he's a member of the seventy-fifth anniversary team, and his team also was the team that went to the Super Bowl prior to this year when they versed the Patriots. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the the eagle. This is for the Eagles, right? Yeah. So the Eagles only have gone to the Super Bowl twice, right? No, we've gone a handful of time, hand a uh, handful oh, of times. Won it twice, or no? We've only won it once. Okay. We've gone. Okay, so this is the the history of the the Eagles, right? So, 
I I had I don't know my my history too well because it gets mixed between that and the World Championships. We have three World Championships prior to the NFL being uh, joined together. Two of those are when we beat Lombardi's Packers. And we've made it to the Super Bowl, I think, three times since then. Once was against the Patriots. The one is the one that we just won. Another one was in the 80s. And, uh, yeah, the one that we just won is the first Super Bowl ever by the Eagles. Um, okay. But Brian Dawkins was on the last team that made it. That was 2005, I believe. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, he, he had a chance to be. He, he, was a, he had the opportunity to be in one, and he also had the opportunity to win one with the team as a, as a personnel person. So. Then you have uh, Ray Lewis, 12 times Pro Bowl selection. Lewis received first-team All-Pro honors eight times in his career. He was recognized as the AP Defensive Player of the Year in 2000 and 2003 and with na- was named the NFL's All-Decades team in 2000. So, you know, that guy's just got a resume. 12-time Pro Bowler is, uh, is kind of insane when you think about it. I mean, the man's career... Yeah, a lot of players don't last that long anyway, so the, the fact that you're there 12 times is pretty impressive. The average career of an NFL player is three years. Yeah, I mean, that's that's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, 12 times, that's, uh, that's insane. That's honestly really insane, especially with the amount of talent that comes in and out. Uh, you got Randy Moss. Moss caught 10 or more touchdown passes in nine seasons and had 10 seasons with 1,000 receiving yards. Six-time Pro Bowl selection, Moss received first-team All-Pro honors four times and was named the NFL All-Decade Team in the 2000s. Who, who was the guy that played against Adam Sandler in the longest year? That's Michael Irving. basketball. That's Michael Irving. Okay. He's already in the Hall of Fame. He actually is going through some sexual allegations. Oh, what a surprise. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, this is another breaking news that came out in the last week. So you have a lot of individuals, Heath Evans, Marshall Falk, also Hall of Fame. Um... Ike, uh, Ike Taylor, you've got a couple of these people who were had allegations put against them by the makeup artist at the NFL Network, who said that they sexually harassed uh, sexually harassed her, and uh, they were suspended last December as a result of these factors. They just announced last week that all of them have been terminated and they will not be returning to the NFL. Granted, they have not gotten actual proof that this occurred. These are still allegations. In the same week, we also found out that Michael Irving has also been. Um, allegedly a sexual harassment uh, inducer on the, another individual that was a makeup artist, yet he got to keep his job. So there's a lot of controversy surrounding whether or not Michael Irving deserves his job, whether he should still be on the NFL Network, and if he will face any type of controversy. So these 12 guys got terminated before even a trial, before they were proven guilty. It was like five guys, but yeah. Oh, five. I thought you said 12. I'm sorry. Well, that's um, the thing, though. When it comes to a job... uh. It's not necessarily you have to be proven guilty to lose your job. You know, it's the guy, it's the job's discretion based off the way you're making the job look as to whether or not they want to keep you. Technically, it's be letting go, so there would be some type of severance that goes along with it. But yeah, they pretty much lost their jobs as far as allegations. But mm-hmm. that's but that's messed up. What if the allegations aren't true? Now those guys lost their jobs for absolutely no reason. Um, and if the allegations are true, then they deserve what they got. But to be punished before you were proven guilty is kind of annoying. Like, yeah, yeah. that's that's the world we're living in now. People are just getting it's allegations thrown sad. on them. Well, yeah. a recent recently, uh, something happened. Well, within the past year, something uh, similar happened to a wrestler in WWE, um, Enzo Amore. Uh, he was uh, that's the Italian guy. Yeah, well, he was. He was uh, he was released. What? Uh, do yeah, a while ago. Due to um, same thing uh, during Raw's twentieth anniversary episode, uh, when they were like doing all these you know celebrations and stuff like that, that very same day, one girl took to Twitter and was saying that um, she uh, was raped by him in a hotel room in Phoenix, I think it was, and uh, so by the end of like Raw or whatever, like he wasn't seen as all at all, and he was the cruiserweight champion at the time. Wow. Then we find out, like, he was let go. Nobody knew if it was real or not. He went silent on social media and everything. Not until recently did they uh, finally, like, either she dropped the case or he won. I don't remember exactly. No, no, the case was dropped, and they he was found not guilty of anything. Like, he had proof that he didn't do anything. Uh, according, he still got fired. He got fired, but there's that, and at the same time, Enzo had a lot of other things going on. Like, apparently, he had trouble with like everybody in WWE. He wasn't. He didn't want to change in his own like lot in uh, in the locker room with everybody else. 
he did a lot of things, so I kind of feel like that was the last straw. Not that he did anything, but the fact that WWE was like, listen, you've been upsetting us for like a year now. Now we're hearing about this, we're done. I think that's more of what it was. Okay, but that makes more sense because he's been causing problems beforehand. Yeah. And they kind of like, okay, this is kind of like, now you're bringing bad press whether you did it or not, but you've also been causing problems. So we're going to let you go 90% based on the problems you've been causing, plus this allegation that might be true or not. Mm -hmm. But with these other guys, I don't know what exactly happened, um, but if it's just allegations without there being any proof, and they were let go with the severance package or not their reputation is ruined um plus they lost their jobs absolutely now whether they did it or not is still yet to be determined and and if it becomes determined that they were innocent then what happened to them is kind of messed up and if they were guilty i hope they go to jail for the rest of their lives but i mean until they go through a trial and they're proven innocent or guilty public opinion shouldn't really rule um the decision like well i think that's the thing though things are run that's not how they're supposed to be run the thing is though it has nothing to do with really with public opinion it has to do with the the organization that you work with and their their perception of what the public stands for because like an organization they're all they're concerned about is making their money so if they feel these allegations are going through you may want to file a civil suit on your own and that's fine I don't think these will ever be criminal charges that are going against because it's it's all hearsay evidence at that point. You know, it's not like when, when a rape occurs, the rape victim goes to the hospital or the police officers. They get a rape kit done. You find evidence as far as semen or sperm of that nature. And that's how you bring a person to criminal charges because these are hearsay. He said she said allegations. It's going to be nothing but a criminal suit. And the only thing that they can file for in a criminal suit is damages in the form of, OK, you said this. It's it's proven that you were lying. Now you have to pay me a certain amount. But the reputation is pretty much damaged no matter what at that point. And it and that's it's it's a court of public opinion that we live in at this point. And that's but, that's really where it comes down to. But the thing is that's really difficult about a situation like this is that unless the girl goes after it happens to get a rape kit done, like there's no other way to prove that she was raped right yeah unless there's like video evidence or like pictures or because if she doesn't go like after it's done like she's gonna obviously have taken a shower cleaned herself up and all the physical evidence is gonna be destroyed mm -hmm. so this is why like lawmakers need to really kind of like sit down and reform the whole process uh of doing this um because if there's no physical evidence then they're then the victims are kind of just like brushed aside but then at the same time that gives um people who just want to get money off of these rich athletes the advantage to lie and be believed so it yeah. kind of hurts both the bo victims on both sides of the situation both of the victims that really do get raped and can't prove because they didn't do a rape kit right away and then the victims on the other side who are being lied about. Um, so I, th I think there needs to be reform of those laws in general. I'm, I'm sure there will be because it's, it's starting to be a, uh, uh, a situation maybe, that's getting picked up. Maybe this whole court of public opinion will force that to happen. Maybe. Um, just to finish off my topic and then uh, we'll, we'll switch gears for a bit. But the one thing I wanted to say is Terrell Owens, uh, the last member I didn't get to mention, he is also a Hall of Fame inductee this year. He actually has chosen to forego going to the actual ceremony itself. This guy leads, is the second leading receiver in the NFL history, uh, and this, he is not a first ballot Hall of Fame choice. I think this is his second or third ballot that he is in, so it's kind of almost disrespectful that this is actually the way. And it's not like it's voted on by players. It's voted on by a committee in the NFL. Now, this is an individual who's caused a lot of controversy on the teams he's been on and just his way of performing on the, on the stage of the NFL as far as, you know, making it kind of look bad from people's perspective. So he's actually chosen to forego the ceremony ceremony but he will be in uh the university of tennessee at chattanooga where he went to college 
and he's going to give his own speech there because he felt that it was more meaningful one to him because this is the university of tennessee that he cares about and kind of helped mold him into the man that he is and two i think he feels a level of disrespect by the nfl to the point where it's like well you guys have disrespected me not only throughout my career but also the way you guys handled this because the committee how are you not going to put me on the first ballot when i'm the second leading receiver in all of nfl history and uh well, he just gets bad mouth a lot. So in reality, by doing this, he's actually pulling um, media coverage away from the NFL to be put onto his stage, which I think is actually ad- admirable. Um, it also kind of shows the individualism that people have in the NFL. There's a lot of controversy going on in the NFL with the kneeling and the anthems and things like that, the sexual harassment, things like that. So these players aren't really given a full opportunity to speak their mind in the way they cho- they choose. I mean, Jerry Jones is going through a situation right now where he's forcing his players to stand for the national anthem or they will be cut from the team. So um, just kind of shows the individualism that players like T.O. have. And I wouldn't be surprised if this will cause a trend in the coming futures for uh, other NFL inductees into the nfl but hall of can fame can the nfl really do that because th- isn't that infringing on their second amendment rights uh not necessarily because they just would change their policies the same way a workplace would and make it that you as policy for the nfl you have to stand for the national anthem since you are performing on our stage in our business on our time so if they fold it to a point where it's the policy, you can technically still kneel if you want, but they can infringe punishments as far as uh, suspensions or docking your pay or things like that because you're technically not following the policies and procedures set in place by the NFL itself. Mm-hmm. And trust me, it's a whole political argument that I'd love to talk on the show at some point because I'm sure throughout the NFL season that goes on, I'm going to bring it up again. But uh, because it's a workplace issue, it's not necessarily a political human rights issue. That's where the, the the line gets drawn in the sand. But it's it's not it doesn't have to be a human rights issue, but it is a Second Amendment right issue, which should supersede any type of workplace um, rules and regulations. This is a national government federal level law your second amendment right you know so and it's as long as it's being done peacefully there's the workplace should not be able to punish you for um doing your second amendment right i think it depends because the argument could be made that if that's the way you want to do and you want to you know live your life and do your protest or you know express yourself the way you want to then you have the right to go to any job you want to express that right so you don't necessarily need to do it at this job like i said this is a political argument that I could spend a whole topic talking about, but uh, I'm sure as the NFL season goes on, we'll be able to talk about it. Uh, Maybe we can do a special on it one day. Yeah, sounds good. I definitely, I'm definitely into that. Uh, shifting gears a little bit, Dan. What you what you got to talk to us about this week? Um, all right. So mine's a mine's a little a little bit different than what I've been doing. Uh, a lot of things are based off of like horror things. This is more fear, if anything. Uh, pretty much all it is is fear. It's about phobias. Um, more like unusual phobias specifically so the kind that you don't normally hear about just do you guys know any off the top of your head that might that might be weird at all that you don't i know like normal ones like arachnophobia aquaphobia like um things like that i i've heard of weird ones before like on the radio here and there and in podcasts and shit but um this should be interesting all right, so the I, I got a couple here just listed. Uh, I just figured it'd be interesting to talk about, and of course we're gonna be laughing at some of these. And if yeah, you anybody <laughs> listening has this, uh, we're not we laughing at you. It's just you have to admit it's 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 pretty funny. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. All right, so the uh, first one I see here is Arakai but tyrophobia. I want you guys to try to guess what that is. Arakai, what? Arakai, but but tyrophobia. Um, I think it's about a it's, it's a phobia about people getting high through butts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you sniff crack, or are you gonna do it like that booger sugar in your anus because mm-hmm. you want that special crack, and uh, people flip out and they run away. All right, what about what about you, Aslam? What do you think? Scared straight, <laughs> as I'd like to say. I don't know. Fear of like the letter W. I don't know. All right, um, you're both close. It's actually the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. <laughs> that's what happens after the crack. Oh my god! Seriously? Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a There's legit. There's people actually afraid of this. Hey man, it's a terrifying thought when you think about it. You ever you ever eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and there's just yeah, too much peanut that's butter? That's literally and you what think happens you're gonna every die? time. Like, 
I don't know about dying, but <laughs> it gets stuck on the roof of your mouth, and you're like, and then you got to drink some milk. Yeah. And then you're good. That's I what drink you got to do. But what if they're lactose intolerant and they don't have water? Oh, I was about to say drink some water. <laughs> then they're just they're just fucked. They're fucked. I don't know. Choked to death. I don't know. What are you doing eating peanut butter? <laughs> that's you know that's what I'm thinking. Like if you have this fear, why'd you put yourself through this? Is it you? You have the fear of yourself having peanut butter in the roof of your mouth, or if it's like someone coming to you like I got peanut butter and just like this just scare the shit out no, of no, you? No, no, they're not scared of peanut butter. They're specifically afraid of the peanut butter sticking to the roofs of their mouths. Well, these people are just stupid. Like they, <laughs> I, they need to just be smacked because you are purposely putting yourself. No, that's like no. <laughs> It's like people who <laughs> like pain. It's like people who are just like, I enjoy pain, but it hurts. Like, no, shut the fuck up and go go sit in the corner and drink some milk. So oh just God. the solution to, to most uh, things is drink some milk. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, vitamin D mm-hmm. um, comes from cows. Yeah. Um, add a little bit of chocolate syrup. Uh, okay. That's it. Just <laughs> those are the options. All right. So that's, and if you're uh, vegan, you know, you could do your almond milk. Yeah, which doesn't taste bad. All right, so that was Erekai Batyrophobia. So I got another one for you. I think I'm enjoying this. I, I kind of want to say what it is. I want to see what you guys say. <laughs> Go for it. So next one up, Sesquipedalophobia. The fear of Sasquatch. That's 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 <laughs> the fear of a uh, of a Spanish cousin. Mm-hmm. When you when you have Spanish cousins or you see someone and someone's like my my buddy Pedro and you shit your pants. Mm-hmm. That's pedalophobia. That's, that's so hold on, wait. Pedalophobia? <laughs> Pedophilish. <laughs> Afraid of Pe- you pedophile said. sasquatches. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. That we we figured it out. We I've seen it. Up. I saw I saw a movie on this once. <laughs> Very close, wait. actually. Very close for the both of you. It's actually the fear of long words. See? You see? No. So they should be afraid of that word. Exactly. Say. <laughs> <laughs> they can't even say what their fear is. <laughs> I'm just gonna say the world turned into a bunch of bitches. So, so someone who like has this fear, I can go up to them and be, and say, "Wait, what does Mary Poppins say?" <laughs> They're gonna what? run away screaming. Yeah, say like what she's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Ex- there we go. That's, I thought that was just from a rock song. I know Mary Poppins said that shit. It was made famous in the Mary Poppins thing, man. Yeah, I don't even know who Mary Poppins. I'm sorry. Really? But you the one with the umbrella, right? Yep. Yeah. Floated down. Yep. And she uh she she touched kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Gotcha. She was the nanny. Yeah, man. She had that sesquipedalophobia. Yeah. Man, I wonder how long the words got to be. Maybe alphabet is too long. I would hope not. Alphabet. Yeah, I, yeah that, that is true. I wonder how long the word has to be for them to be afraid. You I think mean, there's different levels. Omniscient. Possible. Maybe it's syllables. <laughs> Just Maybe say, it's the syllables. You're just gonna say three syllable words now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're like afraid of like six letter words and like up. That that leaves them with very little words to use. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Cocina. I got. I got <laughs> Sorry. Now, now you're speaking Spanish. That's a very simple word. That's kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, I got another one for you. Dextrophobia. I got this. Go ahead, Eslan. Um, dextrophobia. Uh, the fear of, um, dex- I don't know, like being ambidextrous. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Uh, no, it's the fear of hands. Tell me, it's the fear of hands or fingers? Okay. Um, you guys are actually really are close this time. It's um the fear of having objects to your right. That these people do. That's it. I'm done. No, no, no. <laughs> fuck them. What's wrong fuck with them. people? Yo, people this got too much time on their hands now that they this, can be afraid. They got of, too like, much time to shit. be afraid of things. This ain't yeah, Zoolander. Like, you can't like, not be turning to your right and shit. Like, like think about it. Like people used to like hunt and gather for food. They were like they were afraid of for their protection. They were yeah. hungry. They had a concentration. Now mm-hmm. they don't know what the fuck to do, so they're afraid of shit on their right. So what? Like what? <laughs> Like this shit makes no sense. This is they like, like what the? Does fuck? they keep your ass in a corner and you just couldn't see to your right? So you never had that feeling of oh, there's something so on my right. If they're afraid of the right, does that mean they're afraid of three lefts? Uh, maybe I don't know. My thing is like if they're driving, like just there's that yeah. issue right there because you're sitting, you're <laughs> you're sitting on the on the left part of the car at least in the U.S. and you can. This never is a European left thing. Yeah, but this, like this is a European thing. I understand what it is now. Right lane, like so they're fucked. They're gonna Not be on the highway forever. I get it. I get it. Yeah, 
shit. Things it's, on it's your right. That's weird, man. Maybe Holy they have shit. to grab that shit with their right hand. Maybe these people don't they don't have right hands. Maybe they're just so nervous they have to have to grab something on their right hand. I, I'm I'm gonna find these people. And then I'm gonna smack them <laughs> with my left hand while standing on the right of them. <laughs> and uh on the right. They won't they they're, they're gonna be terrified of it. They're not gonna see it coming. Holy oh, shit. Oh man. Alright, I got another one for you. Jellyophobia. I know this one. Afraid of things that jiggle like jelly. Uh, so they're going to be afraid of big booty bitches. Oh, my God. They oh have a bad man. life. Uh, they're scared of fat jelly rolls mm-hmm. on people. You used to see an overweight person and they got that muffin top going. You shit your pants and run away screaming, which means you got shit so dragging down your legs. they're afraid of girls twerking, too. What a, Tell them. What, what a horrible existence. Jellyophobia is the fear of laughter. Damn, we were way off. <laughs> oh, damn! Man, listen to this podcast. This podcast. Right there, right? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, man, listen to this damn podcast. Nope, I don't Fear like them. Laughter. Hey, hey! If you have jellyphobia, ha 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 ha! That's messed ha, up. Ha, ha, ha. That's so ha, messed ha. up. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck off! Like somebody's I mean, having a nervous breakdown listening to this. What happened? Somebody's having a nervous breakdown listening <laughs> listening to this. I think podcast. people have a nervous breakdown when they listen to this in general, <laughs> especially when I speak. That sounds like some jealous ass shit. Like maybe you just have a a stupid ass laugh. Like maybe your laugh is just ugly. Cause I know a lot of people who laugh just bad. I, I tell Jazz, Jazz got like three of them, and when she does this one, I'm like, shut the fuck up, cause uh, uh you're scaring me, and uh, I don't need to be listening to some eighty year old witch woman in the West. Dude, remember that girl at the arena that used to laugh like a dude? Think I, I don't I, I think Dan think back to those people you hate you're like oh she comes up she laughs like this <laughs> oh god yeah I think you told me this <laughs> yeah, story as soon as you said that <laughs> oh, that god. shit was so funny oh my god that's gosh, the most was... annoying thing in the world like it just has like a normal girl voice or whatever yeah she's like, like she was kind of cute too and she would come up and like she'd laugh and she'd be <laughs> this is the most annoying thing in the world like hey guys I got my nails done <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck. <laughs> Did oh you guys ever tell her? <laughs> nah, man, we were afraid. Right? <laughs> I'm a firm, I'm a firm believer. You know, she tell might, someone she when might this shit is bad. Bring fornicus on us. I was know. afraid, man. She was on the, she was on the right. Oh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you picked the most obscure right, uh, phobias. Got. I got. What was that? I got some lag there. I said you picked some of the most obscure phobias. That's that's the point, man. I I went out I went out of my way to look for these weird ones. All right, cathisophobia. I know this one. Afraid of cactuses or cacti. It's cathisophobia. That's what it is. Cathisophobia. Cathisophobia. Afraid of Catholics? I don't know. That's that's called... I'm not going to say what that's called. Uh, I'm going to say that's you're afraid of catheters. Catheters? Shit up your ass. That's what it is. You're uh, anti-anal. I understand. Catheters are a little different. Exactly. That's very true. <laughs> uh, so I guess that one time that it happened to me, I was at the wrong place. I shouldn't have been there. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, was a colonoscopy, bro. So then, yeah, maybe that's that's what I was getting confused by. That's it's the fear of getting a colonoscopy with with a catheter. I got it. What Jesus. is it, Dan? Uh, cl- what, what did you say it was? Islam fear of Catholics. Yeah, <laughs> that's called <laughs> Jehovah's Witnesses. Wait, please tell me that's true. Um, actually, it's the you know what. In a sense, in a sense, you kind of <laughs> oh both my right. God. It's the it's the fear of sitting down. Um, Wait, Catholics what? always got to sit down. No, because remember kneel they had, down. they kneel like crazy during mass. It's a workout. That's the fear of sitting. There's people afraid of sitting down. Yeah. No, fuck them. Oh what do they do? God. Lay down? They just lay down all day? I don't know. They whores. That's what it is. They're whores. <laughs> they're either standing or they're on their backs. There you like, go. Case okay. dismissed. This this makes me think of like why are these people existing? Mm-hmm. Like we don't need them in society mm-hmm. if this is the bullshit that they're doing. I have yeah. to think what what has to have happened to you that that you can't sit down anymore. I don't know, you got no fucking life and you need to make up something for people to pay attention to you. I told I you know. this comes full circle. They had a catheter shoved up their ass. <laughs> 
and they cannot sit. Well, who was doing that? Why would they put that there? Well, they went no to one the does this on purpose. Like you go to the did. wrong doctor. Yes, it was a bad experience. Uh, I still have pain. Maybe yeah. they have hemorrhoids. That's what it is. They got hemorrhoids, <laughs> and they can't sit down. Makes <laughs> sense. I'd be terrified. Uh, yeah. Holy shit. Dirty like, motherfuckers. I just imagine somebody trying to sit down. They're just constantly doing squats. Like, as soon as they get low enough, like, I can't. No, I can't do it. Like how bad, how pissed off would you? Profusely? How pissed off would you be if you went to a job, right? It's a desk job, and you got the one motherfucker with the standing desk, and then you ask him, <laughs> "Why don't you ever sit down?" He's like, "No, no, I got a fear of sitting." How much would you want to put his ass in a chair? Oh, I'd do that shit right then and there. I would just, I would get chair. one of the wheel ones and just every day just chuck it at him from behind, bro. Just hit yeah. him in the back of the knee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Is that everything you got today, Dan? Uh, I like I'm gonna, this. I'm going to give you one. You know what? I'm bringing this back. But um, I'm, uh, I got one more for you. All right. One more for you. And I just lost it. It is athazagoraphobia. A what now? Athazagoraphobia. Athazagoraphobia. Mm-hmm. By the way, I might be pronouncing all of these wrong. I'm sure Probably. you are. <laughs> um, Otherwise, I would have got them. No, that, that's I'm good. why. Athazagoraphobia. The, uh, the fear of gory blue things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. yeah. uh i'm gonna say the fear of blue muffins i'm gonna say uh the fear of toothbrushes okay i'm looking at a toothbrush right now and uh it's kind of scary <laughs> makes me feel like i'm not cleaning this properly i'm concerned athazagoraphobia is the fear of uh forgetting or being forgotten Okay, that's like a legit fear. I, I what? Really? Like, forgetting? Think about it. For, forgetting or being forgotten. Everybody's afraid of being forgotten. That's why I'm not people try to do forget great me. things to be remembered I ain't got to give you a Christmas gift. Fuck I, you. I encourage forget people me. to forget about me. But, like, like, think about it, though. Like, the reason why people do shit, like, whether it's bad or really good, is to try to get their name down in history so they can be remembered forever. Because everybody's afraid... Of dying and being forgotten, and that's literally what happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, eventually, you will be forgotten. Like I forget just, you. Today. That's the thing. I don't. I don't find that as a as a, it's, a fear. Uh, it's something to be afraid of. It's kind of like a f- the fear of like your mortality. Mm-hmm. Like you're afraid, which it's perfect that you bring this up because this is gonna be uh, like a great segue into my topic. Let's ju- let's jump um, in. Um, like the fear of being forgotten, like the fear of your own mortality mm-hmm. and needing for your legacy or your name to live on. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of people have those fears, like the great men of or women of the world that try to uh, make a mark on the world and mm-hmm. history to be remembered, to be put down in history books, to do the crazy things mm-hmm. in the uh, Guinness World Book of Records. They're just doing that because at like their core, they're probably afraid of being forgotten. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting because my topic today is, um, I had brought this up before to you guys off podcast, but do you guys think that the human psyche can survive living past a hundred years? Now. The reason why I bring this up is because of the show Altered Carbon. I don't know if you guys have seen it or you guys that are listening have seen it. But the the gist of the show is that um, humanity has found, had, was able to travel into space. They found ancient alien technology and they were able to transfer their consciousness into these small um, disc-like um, things. And through that they're able to plug and play pretty much into different bodies mm-hmm. so now your soul your consciousness is not tied to a body anymore and once the body dies you can just take out that disc put it in another body and then you're living again so it's kind of like so the movie Chappie yes. that sounds about right yeah kind of but mm-hmm. Chappie he transferred he made an AI then he was able to transfer his consciousness into the robot using the AI mm-hmm. um this is that you actually transfer human consciousness into your own personal consciousness into the disc mm-hmm. and then you can just plug the disc into any other body and what they started doing is like the super rich people mm-hmm. which um can just 
pay to have their own bodies cloned and made better are living for hundreds and hundreds of years and through that they're con they're gathering more wealth and more wealth and they pretty much in the sense have become quote unquote gods mm -hmm. and that's gone to their heads a little bit they live in the sky in these super skyscrapers above everybody and um the show touches upon a lot of interesting themes and um storylines but the one that i i want to talk about is do you think the human psyche can survive a hundred years because one of the characters in these kind of like goes off batshit crazy because they've been living for so long they literally have done everything like there's nothing for them more to do like so they have so they come up with all this crazy shit where all these rich peoples are buying girls and like they're doing all these crazy shit to them they're like killing them and like whatnot and like it's it's interesting to see how if you live m more than you your psyche can handle mm -hmm. like you got to start looking for things to actually make you feel alive again mm -hmm. you know what i mean which is interesting from the whole your last phobia that you brought up is the fear of being forgotten and uh, and forgetting um so what do you guys think uh, I, think, ahead, I think it depends on the uh the person um i mean there's probably some people who i don't know i, I wouldn't know what would what you would need uh for the basis to be able to withstand having your psyche be around for so long but um i don't know I, I just feel like some people would be able to last longer than others obviously it all depends on the individual but eventually it's like you're gonna run out of things to do like i mean unless you're like doing space travel but even then it's like life just becomes when you have literally all the time in the world nothing becomes important anymore the reason why we see things as important now is like things that we want to accomplish is because we know there's a time limit mm -hmm. everybody has a time limit everybody's gonna die so there are things it, there's goals there's things that everybody has different goals and different things that they want to do but everybody has a goal and they're going towards that goal because they know they have a time limit when you take that time limit away honestly then nothing is important anymore like there's no there's almost no like like there's nothing important about life anymore yeah but at the same time you have more time to look for entertainment like i'm thinking in terms of I like video games. I like comic books. If I am going to be around for forever, I could literally go and f play every video game from the when video games were invented to whatever is going to be keep coming, and I still have something to look forward to. Same thing with different stories to consume, whether they be in comic books or movies or TV shows or whatever new media comes to life. But you say that now because you... But you actually don't have the perspective of living... No, I, I, I understand what you're saying. If I was like that, I'd be in a completely different boat. But I just feel like, at least for a good... I can... I literally could... I'm sure I could do this for at least, like, 70 years. <laughs> like... Yeah. Th yeah, that's my point. Yeah. It's like, once you go over 100 years, let's say 200 years of living, like, then... Because for them, they, they literally, like, after a while, like, nothing entertains them anymore. Mm -hmm. And the entertainment they has was like what sadistic people do is they started fucking with the poor like they would like murder them and rape them but i feel like in terms of, of like i said stories there would always be stories are always interesting they always have been so in terms of in terms of a good enough storyline in a movie or a video game or a comic book or a show it's always but gonna be entertaining though huh that's ephemeral like it's it's not everlasting like a story is a story and then it ends like there's an end to everything that's but then there's going to be important. more stories <clears throat> there is an end to every story but stories themselves will never end i mean i guess but it's like how like like is you're gonna get bored eventually like nobody can i don't in my mind i don't think i can like read manga for the rest of my life and for like 300 years and be entertained by it for those 300 years or i got you. watch shows well, yeah, movies like i said i think it depends on the person but rudy before we just talk the whole thing how do you feel uh no i don't, I don't agree with that you know what i mean like technology changes uh stories change information changes so it's 
I understand what you're saying about the the purpose of putting effort into it as a result of you know you're gonna die soon or whatnot, but things always change the stories that they come out with batman today are not the stories they came out with 50 years ago and even if they are the people that were around 50 years ago still find an interest in the change that occurs the different perspectives that occur um technology is another facet i mean technology today is different than it was a year ago 10 years ago 50 years ago i mean the same thing is said 50 years from now like i mean that's what's going to keep me interested in constantly using technology and constant re- constantly reading books until i'm 80 i look at 80 year olds now and they have no interest in technology but the reason was because they weren't around when it was initially started so for me as i get older even if i were to go past 100 i think my interest would be in the comparisons you know i think that that's where it comes out i'm interested in how technology is today and how useful it is today but i also think about how technology was in the 90s so from 100 i'm going to think about how technology was when i was in my 20s and for me it's 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 the same thing dan said with stories stories will always you know be there the characters will always be there it's just going to be different and if anything you have the opportunity to see every single story and see and listen to every single story and you'll be able to experience it that way you know as far as doing things and doing events yeah that's different i mean it but at the same time no one's saying you're rich when you get to 100 years old i mean you might not be able to do everything by the time you're 100 you might not be able to see every continent you might not be able to you know have sex with every type of girl or guy or whatever you're into i mean there's so many things that you can do throughout your life that you'll never even get to do everything so i mean i understand all that but that's not i guess i framed the question wrong like in my mind i want to i want to know what you think about living like i guess centuries not just a hundred years like am am i old am i raggedy as shit because if my balls are on the floor uh kill me no well let's say you you at some like let's say like in in um same thing as alter carbon or the other one with um the other movie with um justin timberlake um timeless yeah um where they you know they had the clocks on their hand mm-hmm. if you add more mm-hmm. time like you stopped aging at 25 mm-hmm. right let's say that but you're living for centuries if that's the case i can go longer than centuries that's right dan tell them how long you, you can go in bed psyche will last like think about this eslam you and i a couple of centuries think about this could you stay indoors in your house for a week and not go crazy or a month or a year I know I can. That's the See, thing. I, I can't. That's no, that's what that's where to. the differences come in. I don't need to go out and enjoy the world. Everything I need to enjoy is right here in my room. Like I don't need to go out and experience those things. I could just find things and bring them to me. Yeah, but that's fine. But eventually, like, no, nah. like still, <laughs> I, I don't know. I I'm talking from my perspective exactly. And like, I think eventually, like after you've done things because there's no like end there's no value to anything anymore like it's just not gonna matter i just feel like if if i if i've been around for forever and if i could read like shakespeare's stuff when it was still new and then jump in 20 years later and see bob kane and bill finger write up batman and try to figure out the comparisons because i was actually there for both of them i find that very interesting let alone in a few years later where something else and it's like like i said with me specifically stories they're always going to be there i'm always going to be entertained i don't know i guess i'm looking at completely from a dystopian point of view i mean like think about it in the topic you brought up a while ago if it's the apocalypse do you want to survive I th- kind of think of it the same way. I still want to see what there is to come. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I got to think about this a bit more because I still have it in mind that if there's no, like, if, because, because we're so used to there being a time limit and setting an importance, mm-hmm. if we take that time limit away, the importance is going to disappear. Mm-hmm. But I guess, like, you make a good point of, like, experiencing things from the past and comparing them to the future and mm-hmm. going on to see more and yeah. but yeah i don't know i feel like m- some of us will do that but yeah. most will like it'll go to the power will go to their head probably and and i make a i'll make another comparison like think of the stories i know they're fake but think of the stories of what the ancient gods used to do mm-hmm. right there they were immortals mm-hmm. kind of but they had human qualities and because they had human qualities, they used to get jealous of each other. They get used to jealous of humans. Mm-hmm. And because they they had no time limit on their death, 
they used to just like do horrible shit to mm-hmm. people. Well, and yeah, like I'm thinking in comic books, Vandal Savage, exactly, is the perfect right? example he's, of what you're he's saying. He's an immortal man, or from the Stone Age. Yeah, and he lived through all of like Shakespeare and all yeah, this he, shit. He lived he through life, <laughs> like through everything. And yeah, and yet he still does fucked up shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, I I don't, I 100 get what you're saying. I'm just saying I think it's different for each individual. Like if it was me, I think uh. For all I know, if if this were to happen, maybe I would be Vandal Savage. Like you know, that's what I'm yeah. saying. But I think I that I'd for like now th- I'd be all right. I'd like to think I would go like on a world journey, mm-hmm. like travel the world, literally see everything there is to see, and then like later on be like, all right, it's time to help Elon Musk. So I can go see other planets. See, that's what you know I'm know saying. What I mean? Like or- you're all about the journey. I'm all about just consuming the story. But the story is also in the journey, no. Yeah, no, no, it 100% is, but remember, I'm I'm weird, like, I don't enjoy going to places, I enjoy leaving them, you know what I'm saying? Okay, that's interesting, that's yeah. an interesting point of view, what about you, Rudy? I don't, I just, I don't know, man, I just, you guys, you guys made me feel like I was high, <laughs> talking about journeys and trips and shit. Uh, all I know is that if I got this amazing body I got right now, I gotta, I gotta do some work, Dan. I'm about to, I'm about to start following whatever the fuck you're doing. Uh, and I'm not old, and I'm not sagging, and my mentality is still good. I'm cool living, but as long as everybody else is living, I, I don't want to die. I mean, I don't want to be an old ass guy. I don't want to be this good looking. Uh, and everyone else around me is dead, because then, then it's gonna be awkward. Unless well, I can the, keep fucking all the young chicks. Scenario chicks. of like altered carbon, like everybody has the, um, the ch- everybody's already in chips. It's you get the choice of whether you want to die or not, and if it's in your will, they will destroy the chip. Oh, so in this scenario, if I if I'm living for many years, you guys are still gonna be there, huh? Uh, yeah, sorry, Dan. We're gonna <laughs> rain on your parade. Program. I'll kill you. I'll take you. I'll take your potato chip. Oh, I'll kill it's you. not that he wants to die. He just he doesn't want us around. I didn't say that. I just said I'll you kill know, you. You guys are still gonna be there. Yeah, we're gonna be doing this podcast forever, Dan. Forever. Yay for you. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about it's gonna be like the year like five million or whatever. Like remember back in 2018. <laughs> like no, I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I'm best yeah. I have a horrible memory. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm still going to have my horrible memory after all this. I'm Jesus like Christ, memory. that sucks. Maybe I have that phobia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that was good, man. I like that conversation. No, that was a great one. Yeah. Good job, guys. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Let us know what you think about this last topic. and Dan's Rate previous. and review. And don't forget to pray. Rudy, what's your last thoughts? Uh... Hall of Fame is going to be good. It was good. I don't know when you're listening to this. If you're not into football, it's coming up. Preseason started <laughs> already. Uh, get into it. And uh, don't drink the worm when you're taking a shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Dan. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I have to agree. Don't drink the worm. Uh, when you're taking the shit. Well, I mean, just in general. But hey, or in the tequila know. either. That shit gives you like visions. There you go. Yeah. That's yeah. yep. Don't drink the worm. It gives you visions. And if you if you're afraid of your right, just think about what's on your left. That might scare you too. How about you, Eslam? <laughs> what are your final thoughts? Um, my final thoughts are. I don't know, man. I kind of gave out all my thoughts. I don't have any more. I don't have any final thoughts. This last He's conversation took them all out of me. I'm good. I'm good for today. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have uh, a great week, guys. Yeah. <laughs>